my name's Lou. And today, I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why? Well, why not? And today's what? is a lovely forum that goes by the name of Hungry Pokemon Forums. So Hungry Pokemon Forums is a forum site for people who are genuinely interested in regular Pokemon activity, playing Pokemon, just general, sort of discussing whether or not which Pokemon could beat other Pokemon, just sort of collecting stories about Pokemon. But they also have a specific area of their website that's, uh, and also it's the general collection of people who are coming here to this website are into Pokemon in a sexual way. Um, whether it's Pokemon having sex with other Pokemon, or uh, people pretending that they are Pokemon and having sex with other people, it's like that. So, so that's what we're gonna read about today. And in particular, these people have a special section specifically devoted to Pokemon Vor. Now Vor, if you may remember from the Dragon Vor episode of Blue Reads, uh, Vor is when people like to imagine being eaten by something. So it's either, uh, it doesn't have to be a mouth, it can be any orifice, not even one that has a path that goes anywhere, it, like digestive in the body. There's oral vor, anal vor, penal vor, you can get eaten by a penis. I bet you didn't know that. Unless you listened to the previous dragon-related vor episode, then I'm sure you're well aware that of course a person or Pokemon or some sort of bunny creature can be eaten by a penis and just totally cease to exist. So this forum is about Pokemon and sex with them. And to start this episode off, we'll start with a thread in the Hungry Pokemon's forum, subforum general discussion, subforum adult Pokemon discussion. And it was written by Groveleon, who writes, what's your favorite Pokemon fantasy? It's Pokemon is spelled P-K-M-N. And it goes like this. What's your favorite Pokemon fantasy? Be as R-rated as you want. Anything goes. Mine is being dominated by a mixed herd of Nido Queens and Kangakans and other large femmes. I am captured and used as the herd's personal whore and stress reliever. Pleased eyebrows emoticon. And Poners writes, Pokemon fantasy, eh? Definitely running into Me Too in a cave, letting him have his way, using his psychic powers in creative, changing ways. Pleased eyebrows emoticon. And Charum writes, hmm, me, any other scaly Pokemon, and me, and me up their rump, or them up mine. And Fatal Tragedy 2004 writes, XD, most of my fantasies now are of me humping Lucario before making dinner out of him, XD. And Lucario writes, making out with Lucario and getting fucked by a Charizard, also yiffing a nice Houndoom. And Guest writes, Okies, um... Getting fucked by my Pokemon team in Diamond, Infernape, Rampardos, Dialga, Rayquaz, Giratina, and Luxray. All are male, obviously. XD. Getting gangbanged by Volknor, Tower Raccoon, Tyson, Brackets, Rival, Galactic Commander Saturn, Red and Gold, Drools, Bugged Out Eyes Emoticon. Ragnarok writes, Um, ATM, taking a good hold of a female Rayquaz and or my Nido Queen and doing naughty stuff. And more on the gay side, I'd love to get dommed by a Blastoise or Nido King. Maybe. And that's only for a starter. And Lightning replies, Fantasies? Hmm. Well, a lot of mine lately involved Typhlosions, boy or girl, and me paying a lot of attention to their butt. Or making out with them. Then getting devoured orally or anally. X3, which is another way of making a very pleased with yourself emoticon. But hey, it changes a bit oftentimes. So I have a lot of fantasies. And Psy Cheetah writes, To be honest, 
I've never really had an adult fantasy of Pokemon. Not to say that I wouldn't try stuff, but really the only thing I would want is for Pokemon to be in our world. And Aquangator writes, being domed by a Charizard and a Machoke, one pounding me, the other one having me suck him. <laughs> With each session, they switch places. And Gars writes, lots more Pokemon combinations than I can count. To swiftly name a couple weirder ones, Grumpig telekinetically pinning Machoke, jerking him off, then swallowing him. A second would be Muck engulfing a Machoke, arousing him to the point where he can't react, then painlessly, in fact, with incredible arousal, melting the Machoke into a Play-Doh-like clay brick to be sold to the highest bidder who wants a Machoke poke block. Then a lot more quote-unquote normal vor situations. Sometimes with the pred smaller than the prey, usually machoke as they prey, although he's occasionally pred as well. And Chu writes, any large male Pokemon willing to pound a little Pikachu? Yeah, I like them big. Or also to have a Raichu or another Pikachu and have hot mousy sex. Perhaps the darkest one of all would be to be tied up somewhere, whether in a wheelchair or on a bed, and repeatedly used to have them come all over me, whether in my maw, up my ass, or just over my body to coat me. And Mage Torment writes, Oh, I've got a ton of fantasies that are Pokemon-related. Gotta fuck them all. Sorry, had to be said. Anyway, my perverted Pokemon fantasies. By the way, as a warning to Lottie, these get really descriptive, so read at your own risk. Massive bisexual orgy with Vulpix. All those little paws running around, the feeling of their warm fur all over my body, the sound of those adorable voices crying out in lustful passion. Those many, many tails fluttering all over the place, listening to one as I thrust into her while several others beg for the attentions of my mouth and hands. More still let their tongues dance across our bodies as they themselves are pleasured by the remaining little foxes. And if I'm in a vorish mood occasionally, sacrificing one to my ma or cock to fuel the wild copulations. A female dragonair wrapping itself around me, its soft scales rubbing across my body as it gently humps my length, squeezing me tighter as she approaches her own release, though never squeezing hard enough to hurt me. Getting tied up by a bunch of female sneezels and weevil and weevil. <laughs> Getting tied up by a bunch of female Sneasel and Weavile who are dead set on using me as their love toy, using some kind of technique to keep me from blowing my load as they take turns riding me, using me to get their release while denying me mine. Here's one that's rather typical, but screw you, I like it. Having a female Blaziken, Lusario, Lopuni, and Gardevoir competing over my attention, using whatever sexual tricks they could think of to please me. The Blaziken heating up its holes and bust for an amazingly warm boob job or bonk. The Gardevoir using her psychic powers to connect mentally and know exactly how to please me. The Lopuni using her natural bounciness to obvious extents. The Lucario using her endurance and aura power to achieve new heights. The whole fantasy culminating in the four learning to get along and settling or an orgy with me. Being surrounded by a pack of Arcanine, Houndoom, Absol, and Mighty Yina, the males take it in turn to use me as relief. Shut up, I can be subby too sometimes. Nine tails doesn't matter if it's male or female, dom or sub, just let me and a nine tails all night long. A Nido Queen, female Argon, and female Salamance all wanting love and no one will take no for an answer. A blowjob from a mobile, there I said it. Me between two blazikin, a male on me and me on a female. Our three bodies writhing together. Our pants and moans form a cacophony that climaxes in a crescendo of screams and cream, resulting in a trio of worn out lovers with creamy white sea leaking out of two of them as they drift to sleep in each other's embrace. Man, I was wordy tonight. Well, there you have it. Some pervy thoughts from your pervy admin's mind. Have fun with that.
And we will end reading that thread on that post because it is a mouthful. And we'll move on to the next thread, which is entitled Pokemon Genitalia, which was written by Mage Torment, and it goes like this. All right, all you sick and twisted puppies, kitties, or whatever you may be. I've decided to pool your collective imagination on this one. So listen up, pervs. This is what's going on in this thread. I want to know a couple of things, so answer what you can. So here are the questions. Which Pokemon do you think would have the most interesting dick? Which Pokemon do you think would have the most pleasurable cock? Which Pokemon do you think will have the least pleasurable willy? Which Pokemon do you think will have the most interesting pussy? Which Pokemon do you think would have the most pleasurable love box? Which Pokemon do you think would have the least pleasurable? You get the idea. Which Pokemon do you think will have the most interesting bum? Which Pokemon do you think would have the most pleasurable tail hole? Which Pokemon do you think would have the least pleasurable ass? Please explain your answers with as many raunchy details as possible. If your answer deteriorates into a personal fantasy or twisted story, then so be it. I'll start off. For most interesting dick, I'd go with Deoxys. Two words, form change. Give it some thought. It would look weird even in his normal form, but think of what it would look like in each form. Attack being long and curved for deep penetration. Defense thick and stocky. Speed wouldn't last too long, but considering how fast the rest of his body moves, in speed, form, image, how fast his hips could move. For most pleasurable, I'd go with nine tails. Not too big like Arcanine, or too small like Vulpix or Growlithe. Got the knot going? Ugh. Fuck. Got the knot going on, and being a fire type probably heats up nicely. Least least pleasurable in this penis department would probably have to go to Whale Lord. Look at the size of that thing. For the girly bits, most interesting would be the Gengar family. The Gengar family. Give it some thought. Those three are basically clouds of gas. How do they reproduce? Most pleasurable, I'd say Vulpix, small, tight, with the heat of a fire type. Then again, it could be I'm partial to foxes. Least fun, Frostlass. Now, some people may like Frostlass, but hear me out. She's a ghost ice type. It'd be like fucking an ice cube. Talk about shrinkage. Also, ever get your tongue stuck on a frozen pole? Ever do that with your dick? I rest my case. Finally, it's butt time. Most interesting, in my opinion, would be Shuckle. It's like playing whack-a-mole in reverse. Which hole is the right one? Most pleasurable would be Lop Bunny. Take a look at its sprite. I'm done here. Least pleasurable would be Corsilla. Now this could probably be said for most rock types, but Corsilla lures you in with its cuteness. Don't be fooled. Those things are solid stone. Okay, pervs, your turn. And although there are many answers, we will end with just the OP. And if you are interested, you can go to Hungry Pokemon Forums and learn more about and baby chip in your two cents about which Pokemon has the best dick, pussy, or ass. All right, so moving on, we'll go to the next thread, which includes a poll. And this thread was written by forum member The Furry from the Dark and was entitled, Do You Have Any Animalistic, Pokalistic Qualities IRL? And there's a poll. And the poll is 60% of people answered, Do You Have Any Qualities That Are Animal Pokemon IRL? Yes, 61%. No, 16%. Not completely sure, 22%. So yeah, the majority of people feel that they have Pokalistic qualities, IRL. And the original post goes like this. Like the title says, Do you have tendencies that lean more towards animalistic than human? Personally, I have a few. I have excellent hearing, though making out speech is a little harder. <laughs> okay. See fairly well, even in completely dark areas, smell things other people don't notice. I was able to pinpoint the source of smoke at work before anyone else could and can practically, quote-unquote, sit like an animal can. Also, I can walk normally on my hind feet, the balls of the feet, basically walking on tippy-toe like an anthropomorph can. Much easier to do it barefooted, but I can do it while wearing shoes too. And I can handle the cold fairly well, even able to handle near-freezing temperatures while in short sleeves. Almost as if I have an invisible layer of fur covering my body. 
Anyone else have weird tendencies that aren't quite human in nature? And Grove Leon writes, I know this seems odd, but I suffer from having phantom wings and tail and experience genuine pain if they're caught or trapped indoors and etc. And I often get twitches and my eyes glaze over and change color. Okay, I don't think that's true. And I often get twitches and my eyes glaze over and change color sometimes, almost as if I am possessed. I firmly believe I have RL dragon ancestors. And Lupe writes, Eh, mine's really minor, more sound type thing. I can hear stuff real well, usually pertaining to music and rhythm, though. And Hound Doomed writes, Hmm, first off, I tend to snarl and growl at people when I'm irritated, which kind of draws weird looks. Also, I sort of prowl when I walk, which also draws weird looks. And I can kind of scratch my ear sort of oddly. Ever see a cat rubbing its head against its forepaw? My freaking ears itch so bad. And Dog into Grass writes, I know what you're saying, Grove. I was the same dragon-like way for a while, but then it kind of transformed into something more canine after a while, but still have the phantom tail and it gets cramped occasionally. Also got phantom ears like a fox that tend to go up and down, reflecting my emotions. It's like my entire mindset has changed with it, along with my body becoming faster and stronger and more agile without explanation. Though not often I have caught myself growling at others or speaking in a different non-human language. Luckily, I wasn't around others at the time. I also occasionally walk around on all fours without thinking about it. I get hungry when I see small rodents and will get playful when things are thrown like a puppy playing fetch. Then there's the feelings I have when I close my eyes sometimes. I don't even feel human. And when I open them, I'm surprised when I look down and see human hands. I'm not even sure what I am anymore, which is probably why I'm going to become a furry the first chance I get. And Draca writes, Mine animalistic qualities may not be super extreme, like groves, however I would like to share. I kind of have a small ability to predict a few seconds forward in time relating to my own life. I will give you an example. At my school, they are doing construction work on the gym. Something clicked in my mind and I saw a falling hammer. I stopped when this happened, as I usually do, and about five seconds later I heard a scream from the gym and a hammer impacted the ground, cracking the cement. In five seconds, that's where I should have been standing. Kind of like how dogs can predict earthquakes. I also have a super sensitive sniffer. Common. And believe it or not, I can stare into a pet's eyes and mock communicate with them. Not just like, sit, I am hungry, but more like emotions. My mom's sister caught me doing this a few years ago and said my corneas had turned a deep shade of blue. Like my dogs, and when she touched me, my eyes turned back to their already unusual green background with what looks like flames sprouting from the pupils. I love this way of communicating. Oh, and last but not least, I can eat raw meats with no aftershock, no salmonella, nothing. And Lavender Umbreon writes, I recently found this place. Wow. Never guessed there'd be an entire forum about Pokemon Vore. I tend to growl at people I dislike, go upstairs on all fours, and scratch people that get on my nerves. I have wicked nails. I also have a phantom tail, though it never occurred to me that it should be hurt if caught in a door. Not that I'm willing to try. I tend to feel sick after listening to really high-pitched tones for a while, like throw-up sick, especially if they're loud. And Yale adds, I'm wondering just how many people are making stuff up. Doggone it. I'm the only person who voted no? My teeth thing are more of a human unusuality than an animalistic trait. Oh yes, I forgot. I sprouted wings yesterday and learning to fly from the pixies who visit me when I'm smoking a magical bong. Happy now? Phantom limbs are possible, though. If I think about having another limb hard enough, I can sometimes feel it. It helps when I'm designing characters. And Charum writes, I have many feral traits. They're not always easy to abstain from acting on either. Hunting is one thing I've actually done. For that matter, one place I lived had a thick grove of trees comprising the backyard. I'd actually go out there in the middle of the night and hunt rodents on all fours. Managed to catch some too, and just ate them whole. 
I have a chasing instinct with small things running away from me, like small birds, squirrels, etc. Sometimes I do chase a little bit. I also eat raw meat quite happily without any bad effects. I like warm, bloody raw meat, good flavor, especially fresh. I rowl and growl and purr too. I display a lot of my emotions that way. Oh yeah, I'm always looking for scritches and pets from those who I know who would be okay with giving them. I also lick and slurp my friends all the time to sh- as a show of friendliness too. I'm a charmeleon, but I'm more or less a mix of canine, reptile, and feline in that order. Canine because my most obvious behavior, wanting to lick people, get scratches and pets, fetching and chasing instincts. Feline because of my sounds, which really sound quite unique from any animal, but I guess most match up to a cat. And because of my hunting instincts. Reptile because, well, I am one. Tongue stick out emoticon. I have actual reptilian features on some of my body parts, too. And finally in this thread, we'll read from Aragon Eater, who writes, I have dreams that let me see into my future. I can tell who would be a good friend just by hearing them talk. If I focus, I can see into the future. I have good hearing for things other than speech. Sadly, I have begun to lose all these abilities. So we'll leave that thread, and we'll move to the Hungry Pokemon's forum, subforum, vor discussion, subforum, alt-vor, in a thread entitled, Unbirth slash Vaginal Vor by Artemis, and it goes like this. Unbirth is awesome. I don't know why it's gone without a thread for so far, but it definitely deserves one. Basically, this can be used as a generic thread for Unbirth slash Vaginal Vor discussion. Allow me to start it off. I've always thought of unbirth as not something taboo or even something most people would hate because somehow it just seems so right to me. I mean, sure, many people have had thoughts of returning to the womb in some way or another, and I think many normal people would consider the want to be nothing less than adorable. Can I get a hurrah? I think unbirth is meant to be a very loving thing and protective thing that just happens to be very pleasurable. I've seen things like violent or forced unbirth and it just doesn't appeal to me at all like unbirth should. If anything at all, it just reminds me vor, which is not necessarily bad, but I'd rather keep them separate. I don't do unbirth often because I feel like it should be shared between two very special people and not strangers, though some may disagree with me. And Yale writes, it's one of my favorite types too. There's just something different about the juices in there. They're thicker for one thing. And Ray Okun writes, For the person inside, myself like such, it is very inviting with the warm smells. Just feels home to me. Plus, aren't those juices good for you too anyways? And Zephyr Mirius writes, UB has got to be my number one favorite type of vor. Even as a kid, I wondered, what's it like to slip into those lips and into the warm, slimy sack? And it was made for vor because the womb and vagina are meant to be able to hold someone inside after all. I myself sometimes like forced UB, mainly because it's not like OV, where... Quote unquote, I claim you to be my food. Yubi is more like, I claim you to be my toy slash baby, and despite being unwilling, I find it rather cute. And Neil adds, Unbirth is also my favorite form of vor. The feminine womb is always a nice, comfy place for everyone. And plus, there's no death involved, unless the carrier is killed, that is. But like for every type of vor, I feel this criteria would only be nice when it involves non-humans, but that's my own personal opinion. And Carlos writes, Especially, I do like feet first, you be. Watching your body disappear into this tight and soft place, watching how the slit closes and the darkness of that wonderful place surrounds you, mrrr. It's slower and more slash longer enjoyable than oral vor for me, but it also has its disadvantages. And Artemis adds, Well, I hear there is this thing called partial unbirth that can be done for quote-unquote real. It sort of requires a girl with extremely large hips, though. Quite rare. And he adds a link to a uh, partial unbirthing wiki bin article and i will share that article with you on the podcast blog and we'll move on to the next thread which is in hungry pokemon forum subforum vor discussion subforum miscellaneous vor in a thread entitled breast vor 
what do they pre-get digested into by Vor Puni. And it goes like this. I think they're turning into breast milk or something along the line of that. Thoughts? And so Jiro X writes, I'd say they turn into milk for sure. Nods, nods. Koetsu writes, I'd be surprised if it wasn't milk. Either that or they're digested into, well, a breast size increase? And Foxy Umbreon writes, I would have to say milk as well. Unless the predator has some sort of strange setup where she eats with her breasts, then the prey ends up in the stomach. And SS writes, yeah, breast milk methinks. That's what I think happens in Uttervor too. And in brackets, I prefer Uttervor over breast personally. And Mage Torment writes, I would suppose it would be akin to Cockvor, where the prey would melt down into the organ fluid, in this case, breast milk. And Surreal Serenity writes, There's a guy on Ika's portal who likes breastvor, where the prey's face becomes permanently part of the breast itself, so that the pred carries that person's face where the nipple used to be. I personally like breastvor specifically for the milk. Have a lactation fetish, I do. And Misty writes, Generally, when I do it, they become fat, increasing my bus size a bit, though I eat them with my cleavage rather than the nipples. And Shadow Fang writes, Hmm, I guess depending on the plan of the pred, the unlucky prey is made into milk or a bust increase. And Phoenix Ninetales writes, or both, large quantity of milk that makes the breast larger as well. It's one of those rarely seen ones, unfortunately, as most focus on other types of oddities, such as tail. And Sapphire Takaishi writes, I'd say milk. I did that once. Someone pried one of my breasts opened and climbed in. With my breasts getting bigger, got turned into my milk, then the milk leaked out and they went back to being normal after I squeezed my breast to spray the milk out, with them reforming. And Shadowfang writes, Cool, Sapphire! And Phoenix Ninetales writes, Sapphire has tried almost every vor I can think of. Hard, soft, cock, UB, breast, soul, vampiric, and tail even. I can't think of any type she hasn't tried. Anyway, I think it's a combination of milk and a bust size increase to hold said milk, honestly. And Phoenix Ninetales adds, To be back on topic here, if the prey is digested into both size and milk, as I said earlier, what would you, whomever posts here, do with the new size and such? And Shadowfang writes, I'd play with my new bigger chest for a bit, then send pictures to my ex and tell Tell him, see what you're missing after you cheated? Then laugh as his new girlfriend gets pissed off and leaves him for cheating on her. XD. Brackets, I'm not normally mean, but my ex really hurt me emotionally. And from there we move on to yet another thread in the Miscellaneous Vore subforum, which was posted by Phoenix Ninetales, entitled Ghost Type Vore. And there's a poll. And the poll is, is Voring Ghost Pokemon Soul Vore or regular? Vote here and give your opinion. And the choices are, Voring a ghost is soul vor because a ghost is the soul not passed on yet. Or, it's normal vor because even though they're ghosts, they are still separate Pokemon types. And the OP goes like this. Hey all, it's me, your favorite nine-tailed moderator of this section. Got bored and decided to start up a new little poll here to see what kind of responses I get. Here's your question. Which do you think voring a ghost type Pokemon counts as? Soul vor or a normal type? And guest writes... That's probably the best question I've heard in a long time. While not typical of what most would probably think when considering Solvor, I would have to label it as such. And Shadowfang writes, Still think it's a bit of a brain teaser when you put variables like, like types strong against ghost in the equation. And Kotetsu writes, I'm the only one who thinks it's normal vor? Because despite being ghost types, they still have a physical body that non-soul vores can still vor and be vored by. As much as they may be related to souls, I'm going to go with normal vor. And Phoenix Ninetales corrects, not all the ghosts do. The ghastly family is made of gases. 
So there are those three. But Yale agrees with Kotetsu. Nah, me too. Ghost-type Pokemon in the games have been shown to be different to actual ghosts, and they're just other Pokemon species with ghost-like properties. There was an actual ghost of a Marowak in the first-gen games and their remakes, which probably would be Solvor. I wonder if that's been done. And also corrects, gases aren't solid, but they're still physical and can be manipulated. And Surreal Serenity writes, I'd say it's normal Vor, because while the games imply that they are literally ghosts, the NPCs that say so are just sharing lore. In mechanics, Pokedex entries, and the fact that when they breed, they produced other ghost types, I'd say that ghost types are living creatures and are not disembodied souls of departed Pokemon. Doesn't make them any less cool, though. XD. And Dog into Grass writes, I agree with Adler and Surreal in this case. You need to determine what the ghost types are. For as far as I know, ghost type Pokemon are bound to this world by their lives, so it would constitute eating them as normal Vore instead of soul Vore. Yet keeping in the belly could also be an issue when trying to keep them inside as they possess the power to pass through objects. Oh, and I forgot to add that the poll was 41% Solvor and 58% Normalvor. And Zephyrniris writes, I'm going for Solvor, since I think the only way of digesting a ghost type would be through this method. They can be normal Vord, but nothing will happen to them, or can escape easily by floating through. And James Blue Wolf suggests, There is only one way to solve this. A will-it-blend blender. If it screams and turns into a mush, it's carnal. If it screams and becomes a cloud of ethereal mush, it's a soul. So we'll move on to the next Miskvor thread, which was written by Kotetsu, which is entitled, Hey, I think I may have made a new type of Vor. And it goes like this. I think I may have made a new type of Vor. In a convo with a non-Pokemon friend, we discussed the combination of Cockvor and Micro slash Micro. I decided to take it to the extreme and ended up with Spermvor, basically the act of being Vored by a sperm. Obviously, we took some creative liberties, and the sperm had a digestive system, of course. Basically, it was just cockvor shrinking to tiny sizes and then getting vored by the sperm. Eggvor is probably possible, too, but would be quite unusual indeed. So, what do you think? And Cyrus writes, Eggvor, wouldn't that just be fertilizing the egg with a microscopic body rather than sperm? Tongue sticking out emoticon. And Kotetsu writes, either that or changing the egg's genetics to be that of whoever got quote-unquote eaten. And Zephyrnerius writes, you, my friend, have ultimately brought upon us the creation of anthrosperm. Way to go. Two high-fiving Pokemon emoticon. And Kotetsu writes, that's certainly an interesting thought, but then it'd be sperm, sperm, then sperm, sperm, sperm. I'm going to stop thinking about that before I make a sperm fractal. And Mage Torment writes, I've seen it before. And Draca replies, Mage, you have seen a lot in your days of poking through the darkest, furriest corners of cyberspace, haven't you? And Shadowfang writes, Sperm Fractal, wow. But Sperm Vor has got to be the oddest one I've ever heard of. And Phoenix Ninetale adds, not me. I've seen people eat with just their fat. Basically, the fat is sunken into the body and they're absorbed into it. Hell, was even on Doctor Who once, and all the guy had to do was touch you. And your face was part of him till he fully absorbed ye, and could be anywhere, even on his ass. And Luke Delfino writes, I would definitely see Eggvor as a follow-up of a micro-unbirth. Spermvor might be a bit of a stretch. And finally, we'll end with a thread by guest in the Hungry Pokemon Forum Subform General Discussion Subform Adult Pokemon Discussions in a thread entitled, Something My Bird Brain Needs Help Understanding. Smiley Face Emoticon. 
And it goes like this. It's a simple question, but what boggles me is that I have had vor RPS with straight men who have no sexual interest in men. In fact, one had no sexual interest at all. I know it is their attitude, but if they honestly enjoy the RP but get no rise out of it, is it a fetish or is it something deeper? O-V-O. I do not know, and I figure I'm not getting something. What are your guys' opinions? O-V-O. And Rao Kuhn writes, Depending on how you view it, it could be a fetish, or it could just be that they love to write and it doesn't affect them. There are people like that, but it seriously depends on your views. Brackets. While writing this, rank up to Skitty's morsel. Close brackets. And Dog into Grass writes, Well, for me, I have a vor fetish. It doesn't matter the gender of the pred or prey for me. I'm slightly bi, but I still don't have any desire to have sexual relations with other men. Brackets. Barely even human women with my mindset, close brackets. But that doesn't stop me from RPing with different genders in RP. Food is food, and I like to play the part of my cares, no matter the gender. And Yale adds, it's difficult to put into words. For me, it's a fun thing to do with two people. While I do find it very sexual slash erotic, I don't think that it's the same thing as sex, so sexuality doesn't really matter for me. But that's what it is for me. There's probably others with different opinions. And Guest replies, It seems like the consensus is that it's not just a fetish. But what is it then? It can't be a lifestyle. Is it more of a theme? And Zephyrnerius writes, I believe there is such a thing as a non-sexual fetish. I love to crack other people's articulations, like cracking your knuckles, but the back and toes as well. I also like sneezing, and at times I force myself to sneeze just for the pleasure of it. One thing is for sure. I like those fetishes, but I find nothing sexually attractive. I'm also straight IRL, but I enjoy having vorish and sometimes yiffy RPs with other male characters. It tends to depend on my mood. Also, furry, feral, and pokes are the only exception I'll do when it comes to gay RPs. And Artemis adds, Huh, well, I'm actually genophobic, meaning I don't like sex, and the closer something gets to sex, the more it turns me off. That above the fact... If I wasn't genophobic, I'd probably be straight means I'm probably one of these people you're talking about. Allow me to explain. A lot of the time I view vor as sort of a domination thing. I'd class it as being incredibly pleasurable, but not really sex. That being said, I would never do sex with another girl. I'd do vor, though. And guest adds, Noddles. All right, it makes sexy now, smiley face emoticon. I find it incredibly sexy, but I understand why people can get a rise out of it without getting turned on. And Rayo Kuhn adds, wow, who knew this was the true us? And Guest finishes the thread by saying, you guys know yourselves very well. Thank you for helping me out. I was really confused. Smiley face emoticon. Okay, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for You. I hope some of it made sense to you, although most of it was me trying to phonetically say the names of all these Pokemon, of which I have no interest in knowing. I suppose I could have gotten my son's Pokemon book, but I kept having to imagine that he might be into this in the future, and what a horrifying thought that was for me. No judgments, of course. I believe it was my friend Finn who said of the previous Vore forum that I read, the Dragon Vore forum, that uh, people who fantasize about Vore are inherently broken. I don't have a counter-argument for that, nor do I support that statement. But at the time, I nodded (laughs) in approval. Anyway... This is the first podcast of Lou Reads of the year 2011. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope that everyone had wonderful holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah, Eid, Kwanzaa, pagan pine tree inside the house times, whatever you like. 
And um, uh, I hope that um, you didn't overindulge on New Year's Eve, unless that's what you're into. Then I hope that you did. I hope that you totally have no idea why you ended up either in your own vomit or in bed with a lady and your own vomit, whatever. So it's a new year. So my New Year's resolution is to try to get podcasts out back on the every two-week schedule. Kind of stumbled into the end of the year with less podcasts, and and I'm going to endeavor not to do that anymore. Um, Of course, I got Skyrim for Christmas from uh, my uncle, and that is eating up all of my free time because I'm a loser. (laughs) But, you know, what's a wood elf going to do? I'm still waiting on photos of all the magnets I sent out around the holidays, and um, I'm going to be posting on the blog, not in the podcast, but on the blog, some of the recordings that I did for people for Christmas um, with their permission. So you get to hear what people who asked me to record for them, what they asked. You get to see what you what is possible. What is possible? And uh, from all reports, everyone really enjoyed all the recordings, and I was very happy to do them. It was a lot of fun. This episode of Lou Reads was recorded on a brand new microphone that I got for Christmas. It is a blue microphone Yeti Pro. Now, I don't know. What do you guys think? Does it sound okay? It makes me sound girly. I know. Anyway, of course, we're creeping ever closer to 100 reviews on iTunes, and of course, if you haven't, reviewed it on iTunes. I beseech you to write anything you like on uh, the Lou Reed's page on iTunes. I beseech you to vote there. It doesn't have to be a five-star review. It should be. I mean, if you're being honest with yourself, it should be, but it doesn't have to be. You know, just, I would love to get over a hundred reviews. <laughs> it would be nice. I would like to get over a hundred votes on the podcast. And the only way I get that is by begging incessantly every podcast. Yeah, so if you want to, that'd be great. Also, please, uh, if you want magnets, I've got a ton of magnets left. Um, Just let me know if you want one. Uh, I've gotten a lot of $1, $2, $3 PayPal donations for magnets. And, of course, I send other, you know, stuff that's lying around on my desk with them and... um, Oftentimes, I will do a drawing on the back or write something absurd. So it's it's a personalized experience. This is not a machine sending these things out. It's me. I'm going to contact the theater about doing another live show here in New York, probably in March. So uh, if you live in the New York area and you missed the last one, please pay attention to this podcast for more information about that. Anyway. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for you. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads the Internet for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.